From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, this is the A Cuppa and a Yarn podcast. Hello and welcome to A Cuppa and a Yarn. This is a podcast from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm Michelle Alexandrovics Lovegrove and I'm here today on the podcast with Rebecca Stapleton. Now, Rebecca is the chair of the Darawal Local Aboriginal Land Council. Rebecca, welcome to A Cuppa and a Yarn. Thanks, Michelle. So... For our listeners first, or even uh, perhaps some people uh, in in the Land Rights Network across the state, because you know we do have 120 local Aboriginal land councils, can you just tell us a little bit uh, about your Lauk and where you exactly are? Okay, so our Lauk from memory has been in operation since the mid-80s. Might be a little bit wrong with the timeline, but it's around about that time from memory. We're located on West Parade out at Kurajar. So Kurajar is a bit further out than Picton. We're probably about 15 minutes from Picton itself. So in between Picton and Mittagong Barrel Way. Okay, and okay. Yeah. So southwest Sydney. Southwest Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we cover that way. Yeah, and a little little bit more space, I guess, for you in, in that area. Yeah, yeah, we're quite fortunate where our um, Lauk is situated out at Kurajar. We're on a pretty big property. We've got a lot of space out there. We have a beautiful amphitheatre mm. that we put to good use during NAIDOC week. Uh, we have a pool. We have some converted tra- old Red Rattler train carriages that we use for accommodation. They haven't been utilised recently, but we've got them back up to shape. So we'll be looking at venturing into doing more with our accommodation that we have out there. And we also have a house as well, as well as our office and conference room meeting room. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Oh, it's be- it's such a nice space. If anyone gets an opportunity, head out there because it's just it's so peaceful. You feel like you're just in the middle of nowhere. Oh, all right, okay. You've got me. You got me. I'm <laughs> I'm going to come on down at some point when able, yeah, though. Door, yeah, under different circumstances, the door's always open for anyone to pop in and have a yarn. Mm. So with that, you know, under different circumstances, you know, we we are talking across um, the whole COVID-19 crisis, which is just having such a huge impact everywhere. As far as the lout goes and are your doors physically open or are people working from home? What's happening? At the moment, our CEO is working from home. So she's working remotely. We have three part-time staff members. So at the moment, the staff are still going to the office. What we're finding is the community is really staying away. They're not coming up and visiting like they do under, you know, in different times. So what we are planning to do is start touching base with all our members that are over 50 just to check in with them and see how they're coping under the current circumstances because we don't we want to offer the support if people are feeling isolated mm. and we'll also be checking in with all of our tenants as well just to see how the current circumstances are affecting them and also being like a referral linking service as well to link people up with places that can help them at the moment. With you mentioning that you were going to, you know, check in with uh, your members over 50, is that sort of like in the line of, uh, along the lines of what the Prime Minister was talking about the other day with uh, his advice? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm not sort of seeking for any sort of details or such, but I'd, I'd imagine in, in your membership there would be members who are falling into, apart from age, you know, 50s, yeah. 50s not old, but in terms of uh, vulnerable health conditions. Yes, we do have people that do have some quite chronic illnesses. Though in southwest Sydney, we're pretty fortunate. We do have a lot of services we can access, but it's still we still want to check in and let people know we're still around, we're still operating and support where we can. In terms of people able to contact you with you, your staff there, you said community staying away. What if someone came up one day are they able to still go into the LAUG? Yeah yeah at the moment yeah there's, there should be a staff member on site we're still fully operational we are you know practicing the social distancing and following all the rules as directed but there will be a staff member on site. Okay because I was talking with a, a LAUG it's actually the Bathurst LAUG the other day and she said you know they're still there in the office uh, she and one other staff member and they were allowing uh, a member in at a time, uh, but yeah. they were asking the members to call first and say, hey, I'd like to come in, like literally for a cup or a yarn. And yeah. uh, they were actually scheduling people. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, our tra- yeah, our traffic's not that, business, uh, that busy, but I guess where we're sitting at as well, with the end of last year, our local area were under bushfire threat as well. That was within our mm. local area. Mm. Then we had flooding in Picton too, and now we've come into this. So I think the community are really just at the moment, you know, sitting back a bit because they have gone through such traumatic events in the space of, you know, three, four months. Life's been very different out our way Mm. with the fires, floods, and now this, yeah. Do you feel like, and I know it's still early days, you're probably going to say no, but just with any of that recovery Certainly from the fires as such an ongoing event. I do have, I've got a, a good friend who, who lives out your way and I know that it impacted them severely and her husband's yeah. in the RFS and was, you know, working for months. What's the recovery like with that? Not that far along? We had properties that were under threat, but luckily we had... We were, it's more the people part that we, yeah. need, to, we need to concentrate on because we had no property damage... With the flooding, we have had property damage, but we are working through that with our insurers and with the tenants as well. But really, it's just saying to people, we are still there. We are still manning the office. If you do need us, you can call or you can pop down because we're not having to schedule people because we're not having that many people come up and physically come to our office. What are the options for um, your members if there are any either diagnosed cases of COVID-19 or fears for that? Is the membership sort of pretty clear on where they can go to make sure that they're actually following a correct process? At this stage, I'm not too sure. Mm. That's why we're going to start making the phone calls just to see, you know, is there any confusion around the direction that's being put out? And that direction's changing constantly at the moment. So... I really can't answer that until we start getting in contact with people. Because we were thinking of doing a mail out, because a lot of things we do by mail, but at the moment it takes so long to get anything by post. So I guess we'll have to be looking at making sure we're updating our social media, our Facebook page, mm. with all the you know, up-to-date information. So 
now get on mm-hmm. on supplies and make sure we, you know, start communicating that information a bit more. I know that these, uh, you know, th- this situation has obviously changed so much about how we're engaging and certainly, you know, face to face. As the chair of the board, as far as your board goes, uh, has there been any impact at this? Because I know it, there has with quite a few larks that have had board meetings scheduled and haven't been able to do it. Has that been the situation for you? It has been. So we had a meeting the end of March. I myself had come back from a cruise on the 11th of March, so kind of right when all this was starting to explode. And I did come back with a flu. So what we did, we had a board meeting, I think it was about a fortnight later. So we were still practicing, we started practicing the distancing and we had some members that were still well and they went to the board meeting and there were three or four of us that dialed in and we did a a teleconference to conduct our board meeting. Mm, mm. Yeah, and what the CEO is having a look at with our up and coming meeting for this month, we're going to look at using technology like Zoom so we can have our meeting that way. Yes. Now, Zoom, I, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with that because we've been really engaging, certainly work-wise, with, with Microsoft Teams, which has been, you know, pretty good. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing some good things about that. And my son's using it. His university, uh, to UTS in Sydney, they've gone completely online and they're using Zoom. And he, he says it's great. Okay. I, I know when speaking to the CEO this morning, she's looking into it and she said, as long as you've got a smartphone, mm. you should be able to log in and use that. So mm. different way of doing our board meetings. Mm. We usually, you know, meet up at our front house out at our property at Kurajar and have our meetings there. So it's going to be different. It Everyone sure is. Technology and it's a different way to do our business. You're listening to A Cuppa and a Yarn. I'm Michelle Alexandrovix Lovegrove and I'm speaking with Rebecca Stapleton who is the Chair of uh, Darawal Local Aboriginal Land Council and, and we're talking about, uh, you know, differences in how we interact during this pandemic. And Rebecca, what about members' meetings? Clearly that's going to be the same. Are they going to be postponed or what's the situation with that? I think at this stage we will look at postponing because a lot of our members might not have access to the technology. Yeah. So I think at the moment we would probably look at postponing. Though we haven't discussed it because the world's just changed since our last board meeting. Yes. The numbers of how many people you can have in a room, that keeps being reviewed. So I think I would feel more comfortable with postponing yeah. Just so everybody has a chance of participating in the meeting. I mean, at the moment, how it is, I don't even think our board could meet in the same room because there's too many of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. at four metres square, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Now, I think one of the things that's, that's really impacting people, and if you've got any thoughts on this, are the changes in rules to um, to funerals in particular, weddings and funerals, but funerals in particular. Mm-hmm. And I know for our mobs, that's been a massive impact from a cultural perspective. It definitely is. I mean, some people have more than 10 children. Yeah, that's right. How, how do you put it? it? Yeah, it's a difficult situation. I have not heard of any of our community having, sorry, business at the moment. Thank goodness. The impact of that, I mean, it would just add to the trauma of losing a loved one. 
Yeah, my yeah. Uh, my understanding is that that it actually is definitely adding to the grief. But people are doing things like having private Facebook streaming, so people yeah. can actually sort of at least participate in that way. People are sending in videos from their smartphones, so so that can all yeah. sort of be edited and 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 put up yeah. in honour of the person who's just passed, etc. So we're adaptable, I guess. We've got, got to find different ways of, of farewelling our loved ones too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We are talking uh, in very early April of 2020. So in terms of, I guess, the next six months, Rebecca, I know board meetings are changing, businesses as usual, etc. But, you know, I guess from your perspective, from a strategic perspective, with the LAUC, etc., is that sort of still all systems go pretty much? The day-to-day operation, we are trying to keep that business as usual mm. and do what we can and adapt to, if we can't do it how we used to, how can we do it now with the technology available? So we are trying to full steam ahead, business as usual, where we can. Mm. Mm. You mentioned right at the beginning about, you know, the, the, the beautiful property that you have and the land and, and the lovely things surrounding it, is that still able to be cared for? I mean, I guess, I guess so, if you've still got some staff able to work there. Yeah, one of our st- casual staff members, he does a lot of the um, ground maintenance for us. So, yeah. yeah, at the moment that's still able, to, that's still being maintained. And one of our board members, he likes getting out there on the tractor and doing the slashing as well. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, that would all be business as usual for the moment. <laughs> you know, that made me think of uh, there's a, a, another local Aboriginal land council um, actually up in the up in the northern region. Oh, gee. There's one of the Lauk founders who's on the board as well who's in his late 70s goes out because they've got a lot of land sort of up there. It's sort of um, not too far from Armadale. And uh, he gets out with a slasher. Love it. <laughs> and he's like in his late 70s. People go, Uncle, like, seriously, you don't need to do this. And he's like, I love it. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be therapeutic yeah. to yeah. be out there on the sofa. Yeah. His daughter was saying to me, you know, I keep saying to Dad, Dad, you're not 40 even. You're not even 50. You're almost 80. Come on. Oh, it probably keeps him going. Let him do it. Yeah, that look. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly yeah. right. And he just said, "Oh, I get out there. I use my muscles. I sweat. I love it to hear to hear board members out there with a slasher with you guys. That's yeah. awesome. Great. You mentioned earlier, Rebecca. You know, like looking after our our emotional our emotional health, our emotional well being, and that of members as well. Uh, yeah. Making sure that everyone is at least tracking okay and needs to go where to go for help. How are you going? Me personally? Yeah. I'm treading okay. Like I said, I've been on a 10-night cruise, docked back in Sydney on the 11th of March, became unwell, so I had to to home on the couch. Mm. And only this week I've returned back to my full-time job and actually been in the office. It's a strange feeling because the streets are so quiet and you're still trying to do business as usual. But I feel like I'm tracking okay. Mm. With all the controversy about cruises at the moment and the number of uh, COVID-19 positive tests arising out of them, did you get a test? Did you have a test? 
my husband and I were both unwell with flu-like symptoms mm-hmm. and we were told we didn't meet the testing criteria. Really? Wow. Yeah, and after, after a week of being unwell, I was given antibiotics and I responded to the antibiotics. So ah. apparently I had a bacterial infection. So because I responded to the antibiotics, that would mean that I don't have you did, the yeah. virus. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, but because... it was very frustrating because you wanted to know, do I have it, don't I? Because I was just more concerned. I don't want to be out there spreading it even though I was only able to basically go to the supermarket and have what I needed to, I was more worried about what have I got that I could possibly be getting to other people. But, yeah, we did meet the criteria to be tested. Isn't that interesting? But clearly, you know, you wouldn't have responded to the antibiotics had yeah, it have been viral. Exactly. As with Aboriginal people just generally being in a much higher risk area... It's very surprising that they that they just sort of said, nah. I, I think that's changing, though. I really do. I hope so. I hope so. Because, you know, just to have the tests to know, no, you're negative, it would have put me at ease a little bit. Because I was concerned, because we did have a governance training on the 14th of March, mm. which I did attend. So we had most of the board at that governance training. And... I was then concerned, have I infected another room full of people? Didn't meet the criteria and, yeah, I'm well again now, so... Oh, that's good. That's really, really good. We don't know what's going to happen in a month, in two, or, you know, everything's so uncertain at the moment. But I think certainly for local Aboriginal land councils, being able to stay afloat when so many businesses aren't Mm -hmm. is really important. It's, It's so vital. Over the next six months, is there is there anything for Durrawal that you, you're able to share or you care to share that looks like it sort of might still sort of track along okay? I think we'll track along okay. We've we've, we've survived tougher times than what was where we're sitting at the moment. Mm. But yeah, I think we will just be going along how we have been for about the last eighteen months, where we thought you know we may have had opportunities, they may not be. They mightn't be in the pipeline now, mm. but I guess once things settle, the things we were working towards, we can see about getting those back on track. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, when we uh, put this podcast up, it does go out on podcast services and we, we do uh, pop it on social media as well. So I'd imagine that um, some of your members are going to see your name and, and want to listen. Is there anything that you'd like to say to members um, right now who might be listening to this? Okay. We are still operating. It's still business as usual. If you do need us, we are there. Get in contact with us, whether it's by phone or call into the office. Mm. Reach out because we can help Mm. and we're willing to help where we can. Rebecca, look, thank you. I know you're still working and you're working in an office and you're quite busy, so thank you very much for... Uh, making the time available to me to to have a, a cup. I don't know. Have you got a cuppa? <laughs> I'm actually sitting here with a can of Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually sitting here with a cuppa, myself, and and I've just realised that I've got it out of arm's reach. So because I've been so focused on what we're saying, I completely forgot. Because I do oh, like, to, yeah, I do, I do like to remain a bit true to it. You know, we 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 stopped a podcast the other day because the CEO said I don't have a cuppa. He said, I've just got a glass of water. I can't do this. And he said, I'll just go home and get it. And I was like, oh, where's your home? And he just said, oh, like it was two doors down. 
So he popped home, made himself a cup of tea, carried it back to the Lauk. So. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. You can do